Welcome back to the Born Broke Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. Today, we're touching on all things mental health. So 46% of individuals with problem debt, that is, you know, debt that is causing them stress in their life. These are individuals with financial issues. And in the middle of the pack, we have the rat race, which is the average citizen who gets a blue or white collar job. And, you know, it's nine to five and they get off work and they eat, they sleep, they go home. And then we have all the way at the top, we have uh, a psychologist named Elizabeth Lombardo who studied high net worth families coined the phrase the treadmill effect when speaking about wealthy individuals who are consistently wanting more and more materialistic items, thinking it will make them feel fulfilled and happy. So the only reason we're sharing this today is to show you that at every stage or hierarchy in class, there are people that are unsatisfied and not happy with life. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, the last little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Reminds me of a Jeff, Jeff Bezos statement where he was like, um, he was like, it, he was unsatisfied with the idea that he, the amount of money he had could be measured. Meaning what? what like mean? he literally he he did not like <laughs> that you can say he's worth two hundred billion dollars. Oh, he wanted it to be he un, want, he unmeasurable. Wanted, yeah, he wanted to be so, a number so obscure that it had to use some type of different. <laughs> <clears throat> I forgot when he said that, but uh, I, I I was reading it and uh, yeah, that's a little crazy. I was like, bro, you want a little too much. I would almost want it to be. I would almost want it to be at the point right before it could not be measured. I need people to know. <laughs> I need people. Look, just. <laughs> I need people to I know. I mean, but I'm uh, over here. I, I, I guess you would never be Bezos, man. He, he, yeah. he won it all. <laughs> but you know, so we share these things about, you know, the the lower class, middle class, and and high class, and it's it's kind of a a scary thought because as people want to advance in their careers, mm-hmm. it's like almost uh, a symbol of you know at any point you're not going to always be satisfied you know at every point you might you know run into some roadblocks that's super true um well i mean it doesn't matter what you do it's just it doesn't matter what it is in life at all there's going to be some type of thing that's going to affect you mentally regardless of your current situation of success or your like let's say you're complacent you're comfortable where you are you got this job, this kid, these families. At some point, you're gonna be like unsatisfied. Like yeah. you're gonna look at everything and just be like, not enough one day. And then either someone's gonna bring you back down, or you're gonna try and elevate. And it doesn't. But either way, you're still gonna run into the problem of, you know, being satisfied. Complacency doesn't last forever unless you're just like, I guess, some crazy, <laughs> just yeah. like, just some, I don't want to say lazy because you had to get there Someone first. that doesn't care about. Yeah, you just, like, you just be like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Got here, did it, done. <laughs> but it's not yeah. many people that can just stop. Like, enough sometimes isn't enough. Well, I think even, even deeper than that, like, in the three different stages I was saying, it's like, okay, well, the lower end are unhappy because their finances are so bad that they can't even cover most of the basic necessities for life. And then the middle class, they're comfortable, but they're doing the same exact things every, every single day. day. Yeah. And then the wealthy, they can do anything they want, and it probably almost becomes saturated, like to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, their their want for more items is just increasing every single day. It's funny because Gary Vee was talking about this. I, like he was like, he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, you would be amazed at how much time I have with my family. Like how much time he has with his family. He has with his family. Yeah. And he and he still 
Like he's and he says he's just so competitive that. Oh, I see. Yeah, he is wi- wildly competitive. Yeah, he's just so competitive. That, like once he starts, he just can't pull back. Yeah, and he like he even got to talking about his regrets. He was like, um, "I should have went to more of those college parties, and I should have really? did a keg or two or." He said that? Yes, he said this. Oh, wow. That's, you know, um, that's he, challenging for him he to did say a, that. He did an interview. He was tearing up and everything. Really? Yeah. He was, um, But he's had like a rougher, like these past few years have been kind of like rougher on him because, you know, his, I don't know if you know anything about his personal life. Did he get a divorce or something? Yeah. Se- separated and all that. And I and I guess <clears throat> I mean, one of the reasons he was like on this pod was kind of release some stress or express himself a little bit, but it was super dope for him to do it. But he didn't really talk on that at all. He's super like, um, you know, he's super private. But yeah, yeah, he's always been private about that stuff. Do you think so? Someone like him, I mean, his thing is like work. Like you got to just go out there and do it. If you want to be honest, he's like the the. If the you wanna, goat. Like when it comes to <laughs> hustle culture, yeah. You want to talk about someone planting that seed? <laughs> Gary, Gary V planted that seed and a crazy amount of people. But I I love and respect him because even though he's pushing that agenda and we like, we talked about it last time sometimes at a yeah. certain point it can get a little bit rough mm-hmm. um he still also says well if you if you don't want a certain level of success or whatever level of success you want you gotta that's the amount you work so he's like you don't have to be me but just whatever your goal is that's the amount yeah. you should work so I, I i respect it so he's not just totally saying for every single person i mean i mean that's yeah yeah but once again, I feel like, how do you just stop? Yeah. Like, I can't see myself. Well, I can't see myself either. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, maybe that'll be our problem in the future, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we were we running into that wall. Call it. Look, hey, man, look, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to stop. I tried. I just need more. <laughs> yeah. You see this other pod that came over? <laughs> Imagine. Hey, they're doing better than us, man. Yeah. <laughs> we start dabbling another. Yeah, anyway. let's. let's get, uh, there is there is uh, one billionaire who is super open. Uh, Doug Meyer, um, his he, he was like all on news and everything actually, but he's a he's worth I think some billions something like that. Anyway, his family owns like a Meyer Inc. out in Michigan, and um, Inc. Like what, what kind of company? Uh, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I can look it up. Yeah, go ahead. I got you. Give me one second. Doug Meyer. Yeah, Doug Meyer. Okay. He's an American billionaire businessman. Uh, U.S. supermarket chain Meyer. Okay. Oh, he owns Meyer. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I shop there all the time. <laughs> all right, go ahead. But yeah, uh, eventually, like he he went through a divorce and all that. His father died, and mm-hmm. and I, I, I guess the way he described it was everything kind of all together caught up to him. And um, he uh, was like, "I need help." Went and got you know therapy and all that. Now there is an abstract thing that he did, and most people don't do. We'll get into that after, but. <laughs> He right now he well, he's well not right now but because a bit ago but he's super big on the mental health right like he's pushing for it like people who are depressed go get help he's like putting money into it all of it he's like super serious about it all in the news oh wow so he's like advocating <clears throat> yeah super like it's a cross to this man yeah because it's it's a serious topic but um what he's doing that most people are not doing is he is taking ketamine Ket- <laughs> he's taking ketamine. <laughs> Okay, well, you're going to have to elaborate on that. He's taking ketamine. Yeah, okay. it, it, uh, he has medical professionals, of course. He's yeah. A, he's, he's a rich man. And they're, you know, helping him, giving him proper dosages. He has scientists being like, oh, like you know, there is proof that it does help. It, like, relieve. There's scientific studies that show it. So, and they're kind of, 
they kind of started advocating for it. Forget it. <laughs> so, so, so I just know I just have the connotation of ketamine, but I don't really understand what. Well, it's used to tranquilize horses. That's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just taking it on a daily basis and then telling other people to take it. I mean, yeah. he's not. I wouldn't say he's exactly telling other people to take it. Tranquilize horses. You little, you little high. You good? Yeah. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm just, just you know, I got this new shirt. So I'm just kind of, I'm yeah, making it a point to the audience to yeah. check out the shirt. Yeah, really. they, lo- they love the button up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's a crazy story on him. And like, they, I don't, they didn't really get into like, um, well, he didn't get into like, you know, how like uh, the marriage failed or all that. But from my understanding, it's, it kind of like was like from the father dying to now was like his falling point. Oh, just, his dad died, and he kind of. That's when he started roller coastering. Uh, but um, it's just a, it's just show you that like you can be a billionaire, and like you can still have a normal life. Just kind of make you in that you know put you in that dark place where you don't know what to do with yourself, and you literally need help outside of what you what you know. And he was saying like, he's like, uh, money really cannot buy happiness. No. That's what he said. And I was like, and now look, I had, hey, I got struggles with that one. <laughs> I, I actually struggle with that too. What? It can, okay, I'll say this. It can buy me happiness, but it cannot buy me peace. I'll take it a step further. It, can, it can't buy me the feeling of being like content. Yeah. But it can buy me freedom for opportunities and choices, decisions. It can open up my... And my choices. You well, know? You, you're gonna be depressed like him. See, you know? <laughs> no, I'm saying like I'm saying other things really truly bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. But what money allows me to do is like okay, one of the biggest feelings of stress is like when you don't got it. When, oh, that's facts. when you don't have the money for something, Literally. it's it's incredibly mm-hmm. stressful. That's so, true. And that's just, you know, it, we can go deeper with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you see other people going on vacation and your yeah. family's not. Or you oh, see, yeah. Right. Look. You go to a friend's house. You, you're scrolling through their Instagram exactly, swiping. yeah. Oh, they got a jet skis. <laughs> or even, even, not even a vacation like that. Yeah. Even, let's say, a family, just regular middle class family, and they see the neighbors next door going on vacation all the time. Or, you know, you go to a friend's house and they're fridge is full of food and then yours is full of water <laughs> hey stay 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 thirsty my friend <laughs> yeah so that that's just what i mean with that uh but, i don't know if i went broke today like huh? right now i lost i lost everything i'd be pretty chill about it i'd be like oh man you'd be chill about it yeah right. i'll get it back oh, i think mm. the, the pod would be over with <laughs> at least in this location that'd be over with Nah, we'd be all right. You hold it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just hold it down. You hold it down. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold it down. <laughs> nah, but honestly, I think if I did, like, lose everything, like, financially, I wouldn't be too worried because there's no way I'm not going to get it back. Mm. There's just no way. If you did it once, you could do it twice. That's just how I see it. I think I would be cool, too, only because I have, like, a certain skill set now where I could just probably go sell me a quick little condo, yeah. sell me a quick little house, <laughs> get back on my feet. But yeah. The story I was going to share was actually, uh, so same kind of thing about Doug. <laughs> Did ketamine too? Huh? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is my story of ketamine. <laughs> no, um, you know, I worked at a horse barn. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what I wanted to share was on my self-improvement journey, which started somewhere around fall of 2020, 
So before fall of 2020, I didn't know anything about the self-improvement space. Fall 2020 comes around. And um, the idea I'm trying to share today is that when I started dabbling in self-improvement, obviously everybody starts with the same damn book, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then everybody goes into, you know, other different books. But um, there were opportunities and things that I learned for the first time in my life. Like, okay, I learned real estate can make you extremely wealthy. Didn't know that before. Like, I was super naive. I learned about uh, e-commerce and all these different businesses. So before that moment, I had only known regular life, job, find a better job. Yeah, nine five. And learning of that, I learned about like, oh, there's this thing where I can have generational wealth if I, you know, work at it and things like that. So the whole point of me sharing this is saying that I found a myself getting into like a little bit of a, not a dark place, but, you know, a rough patch because after learning all of these things, my appetite for success increased. And then I noticed myself looking at other people more that you know on, on the internet that had better opportunities or they were doing better than me and um you know that that just was a, a real rough time because you started to learn all these things that you didn't even know existed before and then yeah. now all of a sudden i'm unhappy because i want to be like them yeah, that's, and i didn't even yeah. know about it last week it's kind of like a really crazy deep thing but but yeah so you just you can't let yourself get caught in something that you just learned you're not going to be the best right away like for example like with, with real estate when i first started i'm being surrounded by people who are selling houses consistently every month while i'm <laughs> i'm figuring out how to write up a contract or anything like that so it's just important not to compare yourself to other people uh i, I don't know comparisons <clears throat> comparisons like the a drive for me a little bit because if I see somebody that's doing what I'm doing and they're doing it better, I, I feel like it would motivate me to reach that. It, especially if it's like I'm already doing that thing, like whatever it is they're doing on whatever level I'm doing it on, they're, they're doing it on. I'm already trying to achieve the level that they're at anyway. Why? Like why why not compete, even if it's just, just me by myself without even discussing it with them, to like get next to them? But I had to get there though. I wasn't there. It was just strictly envy because I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything about it. I just thought, oh, I could do this just like them. Why am I not at the place? But I didn't learn the intricacies of this self-improvement space. So that's just, I had to get to that point. Now I'm at that mm -hmm. point where I can see someone. I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing this, this, and this. Let me learn from that. Let me not yeah. think in a bad way. And I'm going to implement this into my life. And that's all it is. And then it's... <laughs> competitiveness see if i can you know you're, you're, look you're slowly turning into gary v <laughs> you're, you're embodying his words <laughs> <laughs> no literally that did sound like a gary v, gary v type beat that's what it was yeah he was it's funny because he was talking about uh i just see i see this he was talking about how he was playing rock paper scissors when people that work for him and, oh. and he lost he was gonna fire him <laughs> <laughs> he was nah. he said he, no, he didn't do it, but he said, he said for like five seconds. <laughs> oh, he was just playing. I was thinking about getting him out of here. <laughs> you imagine that? Oh, my goodness. That's like what they say, like how competitive Michael Jordan was. Yeah. They say he was like just terrible. Like you could have a game of cards with him yeah. or you could just, 
rock, paper, scissors, and he will not let you leave the room <laughs> until he's leave. beaten you and then he's <laughs> destroyed you. That's all, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, I mean, but that's how they get there. That's what does it. That's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. It's, that, it's that obsession with success and just being on top that, like, creates who we're inspired by. It's the thing is, people tend to believe they have the same mental fortitude that they have, which isn't the case. And sometimes what you, you you might you see them as having this strong mindset and they're just stable all the time when the reality of it is they aren't. They have someone there as well or something that's like, you know, helping them go forward. And you just have to find out what is your version of that that they have, you know, pushing them forward. You're saying what like how much can you take from that? Is that what you're saying? Just no, just like what what's pushing them isn't what's gonna motivate you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have sense. to find your thing, your whatever it is, your mom, your dad, the idea of a job or a position. Your why. Your you, reason you gotta why. you gotta find it and just lock in with it mm-hmm. and don't look away. And that's that's honestly what they did. They they literally cut everything else out of their lives. Everything. Yeah. And pursued that one thing. Which would probably explain why they're terrible when it comes to like everything uh, else. <laughs> See, that's the that's the one thing that kind of makes me nervous about like my own personal journey yeah is i got so much dumped into business and things like that and i do uh i do uh maintain my relationships as well as i can mm. but my thing is i know how i am and you you know how i am too like mm-hmm. with i'm always thinking of different businesses and moves to make and people to reach out to and all this different things so i'm like is there going to be a point where i get a little too hungry and and <laughs> Let's just say I I step up in my career and there's different opportunities for me. Like right now, I got these level opportunities. <laughs> you know, uh, down we're we're down here with the opportunities. But like as I keep increasing, the yeah. opportunities are gonna be, you know, and it's gonna be like I'm gonna want to do them all. So I just have to find that that balance. No, you, you just get a little schedule going. You know, yeah. it's like it's like uh, sell the White House. Hey, I got it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> that'd be crazy. It, even though it never happened. Wait, what did you say? I said sell the White House. Oh, sell the White House? <laughs> yeah. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't Obvi- hear it. <laughs> I think you said sell that one house. No, I said sell so- the White House? Man, let me see. That's probably about... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> probably yeah, a couple of them. I, 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 I don't even think you can do those numbers. No. Because <clears throat> you got to think of historical value. Which, <clears throat> I wonder if that property... This might blow your brain a little bit. Would that be considered a residential residence or commercial? Oh, because it's the president? Yeah. And, like, it's not... He doesn't own it. He just lives there. Yeah, but it's, like, used for commercial purposes as well. As well, yeah. They have the museums. Yeah, I wonder how that property's even... Like, how do they... Yeah. That's besides... I could go on, you know, That's for why. a little while. But. I mean, they get money, though, from tourists and all that. Mm-hmm. You know? It, you have to pay it. I don't even know. I've never been to the White House. <laughs> never been to the White House? No. So I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and if you ask... A couple other people that have been to the nation's capital, they might tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit disappointed. It's just the house. Huh? (laughs) Not about the house. Not about the house. The city was a little bit underwhelming. I'm not going to lie. And around the White House, there was a lot of trash and things like that and it wasn't picked up mm-hmm. and it didn't feel as grand as it feels when you're looking at it in pictures and yeah on the videos or live like um speeches or mm-hmm. whatever i was just a little disappointed i mean you never see people from there posting and 
like you'd never see it. So it's, I feel like it's like we should have knew, <laughs> you yeah. know, like it should that should have been a sign. Not seeing anybody say anything about the you know the place that they're yeah. from, or it's not like a trending place. Yeah, I will say this though: the rest of the city was was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went around all the different monuments and all that stuff, so it was pretty cool. That's dope. And there was actually, I forget if it was the Vietnam Memorial or somewhere else. There were people in professional clothing giving out free hugs. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what the circumstance <laughs> was, but that was something. Yeah, not, cool. not anymore. Yeah. COVID and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hug? Go hug your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Go tell her you love her. Get away from me. <laughs> go hug the statue. <laughs> yeah. Go hug. Go hug Abe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go hug Abe. <laughs> But uh, let's digress. <laughs> but uh, digress. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're so one of the things we're going we're going to talk about was the um, discipline over motivation. Yes. And um, what? Yes, you're silly. And I, I I was trying to figure out like what it meant to like the core, and I think through my own experience of like what I've been doing, and the best example I can give is like the gym. When I was going to the gym, I had a motivation to go because, like, I had, like, a, a goals, physique appearance, all of it. Then I hit those, and then I stopped. <laughs> like, I, like, I hit a wall. Boom. You're saying once you hit your goals, you just stop <laughs> once going? I, once I got to the point of, like, comfort, yeah, I literally stopped going. Like, I, I took a whole, I think it was like, okay, I can't, it was a long time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let you lie about the number of the weeks you took off because I had it up here. It wasn't a long time, but it was maybe like a week and a half. <laughs> no, it was not. Which time are you talking about? This is, this is a bit ago. Was this the cardio time or was this December? I don't, I don't remember. It's, it's, let, me, let me alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me, I'm not gonna air you out. Let me get it out. Let me get it out. Anyway, I hit my, I started hitting my fitness goals. I stopped going for a bit, and uh, <laughs> uh, I had, I had to like, I had to think about why I was going. Literally, I had to think about. It. I was like, "Damn, that's a crazy." I was like, "What dude. am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, I'm in there three fifteen for what? <laughs> yeah. he said, I already made it. <laughs> yeah, like what? What does it end? Yeah, and then I was at some point, something inside of me was like, I fell in love with it to like to to a point to where I, I literally did not like doing it. Like You've done it so much. Yeah, that I've you, done you it. Got burnt out. I wouldn't say I got burnt out. I was just tired of it. Like. I was like, man, I'm I'm kind of hating this right now. Yeah, but it was going so often, so much, it brought me right back. It was like, it was like I couldn't go without it. Oh, it became. Oh, that's like that, like I couldn't. I I once I once I stopped going, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Literally, like just me not going to the gym. Oh, in your day to day routine. I, yeah, I literally felt like I'm not doing like what needs to be done. Like I'd be at home and I'd be like, "What type of man?" <laughs> you're just what talking to yourself. You're looking in the weights? mirror, <laughs> and I just get up and go. <laughs> you're looking in the mirror. You're like, "You fat ass!" Not going to <laughs> Look, I'm, yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's, it's real. I, it was like it was like a serious problem. <laughs> Have you seen? So on the same like note is that yeah, I've seen many videos where people are like, um. You know, if you go to the gym for any other reason besides uh, health, then you're, you know, super vain or whatever. Like, and I, and I know I've seen videos with crazy yeah, comments I don't like know that. What that means. 
um like you're uh too focused on your personal image like you're super like cocky or whatever which okay. is a crazy statement for someone to say it's like so out there okay the point i'm trying to make is for a lot of people that aren't consistent in the gym they won't understand like i've even had people ask me like why why do you go all the time and like it's it's not really about anything anymore it's really just about it's more like a mental health thing yeah, now. It's like a discipline. It's Clarity, like yeah. Knowing I'm I'm consistent, yeah, I, get, I get it done, and I feel good after. Like, that's all I need. Like, I don't... Really? Yeah, I'm not even... Like, okay, yeah, I look good physically, like to the average, you know, non-gym goer. Okay, cool. But I'm not going for that. You know, I'm... Like, if I was younger, if I was a teen still, okay, shirt off, ragging. Yeah. Cool, whatever. But now, in my 20s, I'm like, I'm just trying to get this weight up. <laughs> yeah. That's it, honestly. It it gets to a certain point where you stop uh, thinking about all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you stop. It's like you stop doing it for others. Because mm-hmm. when you start, like even, even like I, I would say, let's say you start sports when you're a kid. Who are you trying to impress? Parents. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, it's a little girl. You like, you know, you like <laughs> 10, 7. Yeah. You see, look, I'm trying to be the fastest, so I can write her a note. <laughs> look, maybe, yes, no. <laughs> you said right. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of no's back in them days. Anyway. <laughs> you were writing notes out there? Man. I was working. Anyway, uh, <laughs> once you, and then once you get to your teenage year, just definitely like female parents. And uh, as, I guess at some point, once you get past that, I don't know what happened, when it happened for me, but it just yeah, it just like kind of I don't know. It either. was just like it was like that's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. Okay, you know. Well, I think the overall point we're trying to make is like, yeah, it starts off as yeah. you know you're motivated by something else, but then where we want to get and we want everybody that's watching to get yeah. is to not make everything that you do. Like motivation is, what is it? you know, motivation is fugazi, fugazi. You know, it's it's like, <laughs> it's uh, it's a fleeting feeling. Just like it really is. It doesn't last forever. Just like happiness is. Just like sadness. Everything is fleeting. You know, it's just constantly moving. Mm-hmm. So the point we're trying to make is to not focus on having motivation all the time. Because I'll tell you this: there's days where I don't feel like doing a single thing. I don't even feel like facts. I don't even feel like eating. <laughs> that's, that's how crazy it is but i don't feel like eating is crazy you know i'm saying i don't even feel like doing anything and partially because of my schedule partially i kind of put myself in some rough spots sometimes mm-hmm. but nevertheless the point we're trying to make is you 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 have to stop focusing on the days where you're just wanting to do everything and and make it a consistent habit pretty much yeah yeah just let the just let let it just do the work and eventually, discipline should take over. It should be. It should just be natural. And then, <clears throat> which goes back into what we're saying mm-hmm. about how the gym just became like a mental yeah. thing. We we got so disciplined at it mm-hmm. that, that like the thought of going doesn't even like we go because it's yeah, it's, it's not a, a chore anymore. It's a need now. Like yeah, it's like we need it for our <laughs> mental like, health. It, and everybody it, like when you when you commit to something, everybody around you knows like at this time. More than likely, that he's gonna do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's the, exactly like, what happens. That's how you know, like this is like set in stone for you. You literally cannot stop yeah. going. Like, cannot stop working on whatever you're working on, or dealing, you know, doing whatever you're doing. 
it's it becomes an addiction in in a way. Even if it, you know, and literally it becomes an addiction because even if it feels like even if you feel bad, you're still gonna do it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like the, there's days I could literally have like the stomach flu. I'll try to go. I'm like I will go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm in the bathroom for a couple of sets, but yeah, I mean, and but the gym is like it's one of those things where like if I don't feel good, I just won't lift too heavy. Yeah, like, like yeah, instead I'll of do maintenance work. Literally, like I just won't like I say I'm doing deadlifts. I won't go past four hundred. You know, <laughs> he said, "Let me go light." <laughs> that is light. Look at He said, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah, I won't go. But that's know. super light. I, I don't know. That's crazy. That. That's wild. <laughs> well, it's just you so gotta b- speak to the the, the average man here. <laughs> it's it's my normal. Yeah, four hundred. Just like I'm should, just playing. <laughs> four hundred should be pretty. That's okay. This is funny because I'm gonna get into it. If you're doing, let's say you're not doing conventional, you're doing sumo, right? It should be pretty easy for you to get to 400 over time. Like, you should be able to do it. I think if you tried it right now, I would give no. you I, I'm, I would give you a year to get to 400. I think so. Because, uh, yeah. Cause, it's, uh, just, it's, it's just that people tend to, people hate the time when it comes to physical growth. They cannot deal with it. It's like it ruins them. They want it tomorrow. It's like, bro, you gotta chill out. It's not gonna come that way. Yeah. Like, you can't just wake wake up, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. That's like when, like, and I know you've gotten this, and I, you've gotten it probably more than me. But when, like, the average beginner mm-hmm. gym goer comes up to you, I know you've gotten the question. Well, how long did it take for mm-hmm. you to get, you know, and, whatever? And, and I always tell them. It, it took me like two to three years. You tell them like, like a legit answer. Yeah. You're not just like, oh, bro, it's. <laughs> You know, five months and you're straight. Mm. Even that might be too long for them. Literally. That, no, that and that's that's be... the scary part about, like, people who are just starting off and they're seeing the influencers. You know, the uh, you know the trend bros. I don't know if you've seen them. But yeah, I've seen those guys. Yeah. First of all, their content's, uh, like, Yeah, dope. they're funny. I, I can't they're even funny, lie. Yeah. Their content's dope. Yeah. But it, it, it creates, especially in the young crowd, once they start going, they start seeing these heavier numbers because it's going to inspire them because what, what are they being impressed by? Physique and numbers. What are they, when do they want it? Today. <laughs> like, they want it yeah. the moment they see it. Literally. So they, they'll do what they did to get it. And that's where the dilemma starts. Like, yeah, you still have to work for it even though you're on those things. I don't know. I don't know anything about it to even, to honestly speak on it too much. I just know it makes the process faster. Yeah. Are you saying, uh, like, um, Whatever um, PEDs they take. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying people are looking at those type of guys. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then they're telling, they're open about it. You know, like this is what we're taking. Da, da, da. And then people try and figure out dosages. Like, okay, yeah, you're not telling them the amount that you're using, but it's a Google search away. Yeah, you're still open that window for this kid to go in. So I understand people that advocate for, you know, like how do I say this? They be like, I'm not against no four. <clears throat> Or people who are Neutral. on gear. Yeah. yeah, who are on gear. Maybe like, I won't tell you how much I'm doing to... I'm just trying to keep people safe so they don't... Yeah. It's like, bro, it's a Google search away. We can find it. <laughs> yeah. So once it's out there, it's out there. You hiding it, literally just... You might as well just tell people what it is. Because they're going to go and try and do their own version of... Without you telling them yeah. what to do. Even, and plus, yeah. mo- most of these people's followings are kids, literally. I'm talking like from 13 to... To 20s and up trying to figure out how to look like you it's just it's just a tough thing to deal with yeah um what, what we're talking about is also super uh 
prevalent in pretty much everything else. Yeah. Like I tell you all the time about like my uh my calls that I had to make. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know a conversation <laughs> we have quite often. Mm-hmm. Um so <laughs> oh wait, before you get into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was <laughs> I don't know. It is a minute ago you told me this, but you were doing the uh, you're just dropping your <laughs> you're just dropping your cards off at people's places. <laughs> and oh one, man, that must have been a grip ago. And one yeah. of them called you <laughs> and I don't know what they said, but it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, was was this like a while ago? A, long time like, ago, like, like light years ago? Like beginning of the year type of Okay, so well, this must have been last year. Was it the old woman that called me? I th- I don't know if it was a woman or a man, but I know you put their car your card in their play at their place. Were they rude to me? Yeah, super. Okay, uh, this was <laughs> a guy. So, in real estate, the correct way to get business is by prospecting. Now you don't have, prospecting kind of sounds like a fancy word here, <laughs> but draft. it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> Prospecting is really like, okay, so if you, if you were a content creator, your type of prospecting would be reaching out to different content creators to maybe get your name out there or to collaborate. You know, in real estate, I have to get clients. And when I first started, I was 21 years old. Not many 21-year-olds are purchasing houses. So, okay, I'm like, what's the next best thing? I have to talk to strangers. Mm -hmm. How do I talk to strangers? Okay, you buy a program. It gets the list of phone numbers and addresses and things like that. You call them. And then, you know, I'll touch on, uh, like, the discipline part about that in a second. But the other way you can also do it is by, like, direct mailers. There's many different ways, but this is, like, another way. I sent a guy a direct mailer basically just literally in the most polite way asking him if he needs any real estate services. And he called me back. And uh, when he called me, I said, hello? <laughs> hello? Hello? Hi, this is Anthony. Hello? No answer, right? No answer. So now I'm like, okay, is this like one of those weird, like scary movie yeah. scenes where the guy's just gonna breathe in the mic? He breathes into the mic. So now I'm feeling like a little bit sweaty here. Uneasy. And I said, uh, hello, sir. He goes, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I said, Can I help you with something? Now I'm getting a little pissed. I'm like, now getting I'm getting a little pissed. I'm like, he goes, No. I'm like, okay, what? Okay, guy, what, what, what's going on, bro? So then he goes, I just figured. I'm like, what? He's like, I just figured I'd waste your time like you wasted mine. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you sent, you sent a letter to my house. And I said, did I? I said, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, and you wasted my time and my family's time. And I said, okay. And he goes, so now I'm gonna sit here and waste your time or waste your time. So he literally called me to just stay on the <laughs> stay on the line, and he's just sitting there. And then the conversation was like kind of quiet. He was like being like he was being rude, but like he wasn't loud or anything. Yeah. And then at the <laughs> at the end of the call, he goes, "So don't ever call me up again." Like he's just like he dropped the craziest couple curse words, and then yeah. just yeah. But then anyway, so. Back to, uh, I digress again. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So there's things like that in real estate. You got to watch out for people like that. Um, <laughs> so how we're talking about the gym and how you got to build discipline for that. Um, in your career, there's lots of different things that you might not want to do. So like, for example, like let's say somebody is a photographer, but they hate 
doing a certain thing or somebody mm-hmm. is um, a type of shoot but go ahead i'm sorry yeah like a type of shoot mm-hmm. like you know maybe they like weddings but they don't like yeah. uh shooting sports events mm-hmm. um in real estate obviously everybody knows there are like the sexy things like going on showings mm-hmm. appointments you know actually selling a property posting to social media that's a huge trap that people are falling into is they think that the only way to prospect now is social media and that's kind of like a a bad advice that people are giving out. But anyway, so what I was telling you about how I had to speak to strangers because it wasn't working out for me talking to people I know because I didn't know many people buying. I had to build the habit of prospecting new clients every single day. Now this, like if someone if someone's never been in sales or anything like that, it is probably one of the worst things you could do. Like it just, you got to be an absolute trooper. Because of what you have to deal with? No, because when you first call, like, okay, I wasn't really experienced, so I'm calling, and then when they pick up, now what? <laughs> you're, you're, you're calling a stranger, and you're trying to sell them something, or get them to sell their house yeah. where they're raising their family, and, you know, it's kind of wild, so... Um, it's, like, it's like, oh, you like that bed? You want to keep that bed? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, okay, so it starts off like that, but then you kind of get into the the routine and slowly but surely mm-hmm. it becomes more bearable mm-hmm. and then now i got music playing i'm sitting there like this, <laughs> sitting like this. Yeah. but but the whole point is it was probably one of the most challenging things i had to do mm-hmm. because figure it out and I, i'm the type of person so i know somebody talked to me one time they said man like you're in sales i could never do that and it was kind of like a backhanded thing to say to me yeah and i was like oh like like what do you mean and they're like well you know you're calling people all the time getting people to sell Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it's not really like that because you have to go into it with the mindset that you're helping them out. Because you really are like, so if somebody, oh, yeah, if somebody's interested see. and they need their household, you know, it's it's because you might you might start treating people like um, they're an opportunity. Yeah, like you can't you can't go into that mindset. Mm-hmm. So I told him that I said, you know what, man, I genuinely care about people and I'm not, I'm not trying to really sell them i'm trying to offer them something if they don't like it i don't care i have five thousand other people on this list that i could call <laughs> it's totally fine yeah and i, I so how, how often do you get anything from the calls so I'm like do you get more more of the can i contact you later so you get that um i mean my next let me see so i don't want to give out like specifics because of like certain things coming up mm-hmm. um but i have a buyer who i cold called who is uh we're kind of like locked in for the year because mm-hmm. he's going on like a purchasing spree s- spree um dude basically like my last seven deals have been from cold calls yeah random people oh, okay and my next ones coming up have been from people i build a relationship with but the way i go about it like i said you know it takes time to build this skill because i started off kind of sounding like someone who wants something and then now it's like i literally have a conversation with them and sometimes like it it, i know that i'm doing well because if the conversation breaks off into like something else then i know like okay i'm being personable and i'm not trying to like push a sale down their throat like for example like you, you talk to them say my little spiel mm-hmm. and then 
you know, like I had a call one time where I found out she was Puerto Rican and then we ended up talking for a while and she was sharing me recipes and things like that. She said, call me anytime and, and, um, and she's going to send out my business card, the picture I sent to yeah. all her friends. <coughs> so that's dope. Yeah. It's like that. I like that. Like that, like, locked in those Puerto Ricans, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, Puerto Ricans would be some of the best. Pe- if you're Puerto Rican, let me die. Like, oh, look, you scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it sounded, it sounded like I was about to get canceled. No, 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 no. When you're a Puerto Rican and you meet a fellow Puerto Rican, don't matter if you speak Spanish or not, you guys will end up talking. It's just inevitable. And it's the best conversation because I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, me and you? <laughs> and the mother one? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. She reminds me of Fernando. Oh yeah. Yeah, but Fernando I remember, So Fernando's uh, it's funny, Fernando's is this really huge, like Puerto Rican guy. Yeah. And um uh I met I met Fernando at the gym before work. I didn't know we worked together. Oh yeah. I did not I did <laughs> yeah. not know Oh you didn't? I did not know oh, really? me and this large man worked yeah. together until one day he just popped up. What's up, bro? <laughs> Literally cause you remember cause he had he, well he used to wear that boot. Yeah. So he was on paid leave at the time, and I was I I'd not always seen him at the gym nonstop. He took the elevator down because you know he can't use his foot, and he walk up. He always put his fist up. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Throughout the whole gym. This Fernando. This oh, Fernan- he's he does that too. Yeah, there. This is Fernando. Oh, that's, cool. that's Fernando in the gym. Everyone and everyone knows him. He just walks up. just like at work. Literally, that's what he does. That's his. It's natural. It's cool though. And people love him. Everybody loves. Him. I love the guy. Yeah. And um, anyway, uh, so we locked in there. And uh, somewhere down the line, me and Fernando get into a conversation like, yeah, Fernando's Puerto Rican, but he goes on to tell me, my grandma's dark like you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. I don't, I don't and know. And he this. dapped you after? He did. I, he was like, we're the same, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, yeah, but he was, he was super adamant about like, uh, he starts talking about like how his grandma came from Africa to... Puerto Rico and all that oh, stuff. Okay. And then I guess look, look so the same it goes for Puerto Ricans. I guess you could say for somebody, you know. Yeah. Well he It's he, just it's just that connection though. It's yeah. cause you feel like, you know, me and this person have It's a home feeling. Yeah, we have this thing together. Yeah. <laughs> That's like um or when he first met me, he he liked me. Mm-hmm. Found out I was Puerto Rican, loves me. Double down. <laughs> Double down on that. He did. It's funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! <laughs> I, it's just the way he brought the way he came to me with it was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, he just threw it all out. He did. There he did. He just, he's like, my grandma's black, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah. I don't know what you're about to tell me now, but <laughs> yeah, you said watch yourself. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but Fernando's dope. He, <clears throat> yeah, I like Fernando. I you like got him. the uh, huh? <laughs> what? You want to go into the would you rather, or what should we go into now? I would. I would say. I mean, I mean, we haven't talked about two topics because we've. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right, man. So we kind of have we have to like go into other two topics, or else we'll be like, we'll be going into a time frame that we don't have. <laughs> so yeah, we can, we can get into the would you rather. All right, but so as you guys know, every episode we have a would you rather question. I came up with this week's. We kind of defaulted into alternating. Would you rather questions every week? Yeah, we did. Uh, did I do the last one? Yeah, you did. Oh, wow. And I did the one before that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So would you rather have a job that pays $70 an hour mm-hmm. but lets you work from home 
or a job that pays a hundred an hour but requires you to be physically present? First, I think I think. What do you think about accent Avi? Like what? <laughs> um. Can they hear you on the mic, Avi? Nah, we could just probably get. It. I'll talk louder. Okay. Now. He starts. Welcome, I, Avi, to the pod. <laughs> honestly, I'd rather work at $70 an hour working at home. Okay. Uh, just because there's something about that convenience factor, knowing you can work at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes away, you know, traveling, which is sometimes, depending on where it is. Yeah. Takes up so much like your commute. Day. Yeah. Yeah, like the commute can take up so much of your day. I feel like when you're working at home, gives you more time to yourself where you can like implement other things like if you really want to be motivated hitting the gym you know it fits in a lot more time I like that time about you know like you know i just feel like it's better better use of my time when i'm knowing i'm working at home and then once i'm done with my job then i can just go into <laughs> then he's at home yeah yeah i'm already at home yeah <laughs> yeah but that's just my take on it all right that's so a good it, yeah that's a good I mean, take if we don't if you couldn't hear him he's basically saying he would take the 70 because of like the commute to the job, the freedoms, and, and it like would open just, yeah. open his his schedule up for maybe more positive things he could yeah. implement into his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now me personally, oh my god, I'm going straight to the hundred. Like, I knew it. I don't care where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> Avi, this guy is a certified bag chaser, bro. <laughs> where? Huh? Like, he, if, if I tell him bag He is there We had a would you rather question Avi And the would you rather question Was something like Okay I could give you Free travel for a whole year Expense free Or I can give you 40k right now in your pocket What do you think this guy picked <laughs> yeah, he took I mean, the forty. He had to. He said, "I can reinvest." I'm and saying, I can, you know, I can do I that said, forty. I said, "Bro, I can run up. We we can run up." Am I paying taxes bands. on the forty? We haven't even talked about that. Anyway, <laughs> I, I like when people ask like five hundred k or dinner with Jay Z. I'm like, bro, I'm taking five hundred k. Okay, that one I'm taking I the back. That dinner with Jay Z question. I'm like, but what, what do you think Jay Z's providing? You? Well, I mean, hold on now. Well, it depends on <laughs> wait, it depends wait, wait, wait. on what he tells How? me. Am I? But am I me now talking to Jay Z? Like if I just if I this version of self yeah sitting down no I'm not talking man, what, you want to be older I want to talk goddamn Jay Z <laughs> well I just don't want to be older it's that if I'm more established and I lose it's like I, I don't obviously I don't need it I'm comfortable and I get to talk to Jay Z so I'm you know I'm well, like, only, I might talk to Jay Z this one time <laughs> the only thing about the Jay Z question in my thirties I'm talking to Jay Z the only <laughs> the only thing about the Jay Z question is like I'm thinking what if he connects me to someone yeah but like you have to you'd have to be profitable. You'd have to have something that, first of all, he has a connection to, because all this is obviously going through Jay Z as a middleman. First of all, he's a billionaire already. Now you're, <laughs> well, now you're and now you're trying to work into his schedule, like his life that you know is jam packed with things already. Let's say this, okay? Ten years down the line, Jay Z bumps into us. We yeah, we drop. Listen, this bump is gonna into Jay Z. Listen, we're gonna just bump <laughs> into him at the supermarket. Admire. Oh, great! Call back to the beginning. Yeah, he's and, gonna be taking ketamine. Yeah, <laughs> and. He's going to invite us out to dinner. Okay. Okay, now let's say the pod's a little bit more established by then. What if Jay-Z says, yo, I'll be on the pod, man. It's the least I can do for whatever. The least I can do. I don't know. And then he says, and also, you know, I can get Ye on there. First of all, that would never happen. Okay, what I'm saying. It's a fantasy, but go ahead. We get Jay-Z on one pod. We get Ye on the other pod. Mm. We're running ads on the YouTube video. 
He probably get his ASAP Ferg on there. I don't know. Like, yay. <laughs> ASAP Ferg. <laughs> but, uh, I think, I don't know. I might be cool off of ASAP Ferg interview. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. He going to come in. Sh- sh- Please don't see this. <laughs> Please don't see this, Ferg. I'm uh, just but, kidding. Um, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I'm really not going to care about it. If I don't have a business already, I don't want, like, I don't want to meet Jay-Z. Like, I, I don't have anything that he could help me make more profitable so i'm gonna take that five get get the money and then meet jay-z through that way if i really wanted to so maybe i should do a five maybe i should calm, calm down yeah. yeah you know i hate that they say that's like a you know a dis oh thing. yeah that's awkward back, what, what, what were you gonna what is your well your back, choice are you gonna work from home oh yeah i was gonna say we gotta go back to that or um yeah i'm working from home because i I think Avi has a good point. I like to, uh, I would like the more time to schedule. Maybe I'm going to be the depressed bit in there. Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a hundred dollars. Like, okay, but I'm making 70. Like, okay. First of all, let's not brush over that being, what is that? 30 more? How much is that a year? A hundred dollars an hour. Somebody calculate there. Let me calculate that. Look, everybody's going <laughs> to, everybody, we all, hey, whoever gets 100, it first. hundred K. Whoever gets it I first. Think, I don't even think that you get it just... That, well, what are we doing? 40-hour weeks, you guys? Is that what we're doing? Okay. Uh, are we getting overtime? Okay. I'm going to say, hey, M- come Mr. on Bag, Mr. Bag Chaser. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, that time and a half. It's 4,000 a week. Right? Does that make sense? So times four. 16K. Mm. Man, me and Avi aren't worried about that little 16K, bro. Yeah, yeah. You and Avi. Don't worry about it. No, that's 16K. When I, when I pull up a night yacht. <laughs> Look, y'all gonna want to get on, and I'm like, "Hey, yo, Avi, what's up, man?" Seventy Avi. times forty. <laughs> Seventy times forty. Okay, so him and I are making eleven thousand two hundred dollars a month. It's it's still a good good number. Yeah, but you might see that sixteen k, and you know, and, and start buying little things like we were talking about earlier, like my yacht. That I just yeah, your about. yacht. Yeah. yeah, that's facts. I mean, you're not gonna. First of all, you're gonna you're gonna do a little something that eleven k. Okay, no way you're just gonna sit on it and do nothing. I might get like a nice. I promise you, you're going to Miami. You're going to California. No, I'm <laughs> yes, not. You are, yes, no, you are. No, you're I'm not staying home. I'm not. You're gonna be like freedom weekend. Well, if anything, you go. You go get what? Do, what do they call the? Um, uh, I don't know what they're called, but when you're a member of like the airline thing. Oh, the gold members. Yeah. Like the private member. Yeah. Yeah. Those frequent flyer. So I'll admit, yeah. I'm a guy who likes to travel. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're you, not staying you, home. You probably end up seeing me somewhere overseas. I'm more materialistic, so everything I want, I probably just have brought to me. G wagon, all that. I don't know about that. I'm not a car person. Yeah, I'm more of like a gadget. You know, like if I, if there's something I want to do in my car, I want to like I want to be I want to build it like myself. Yeah. That's about it. But any of that is just random things I see. Yeah, I don't know. With that 11k, I'd probably 11k a month. I don't even know what to do with that. To be honest with you, I'd probably just be out there. Trapping? I sh- no, I'm just kidding. I struggle. I struggle knowing what to do with 4K. So what am I gonna do? Yeah. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm already comfortable where you're <laughs> with at. This, this yeah. amount. Yeah. What am I gonna do with all this? <laughs> that's just what you know. That's and most people, what we're talking about yeah. is like, yeah. We, well, they say I still want it though. <laughs> they say that your life. A lot of the people that make a lot of money. Yeah. They've all made a video about this. It's kind of cliche at, at mm-hmm. the time now, but they say your life really don't change after. 10k a month well the way i see it is it's more like i'm now buying more advanced versions of what i already have which is what you're doing low key yeah you you had a nice house now i have the uh, an amazing house 
decent car, great car. That's that's really you're just exchanging everything. Now you're not because you like, but if you think about it this way too, though, depending on what they're getting, their monthly payments can make their income your income. So say it again. What are you saying? So let's say I make eleven thousand a month, but because of all that I have bought. Oh, I see. It's gonna knowing, be the same thing as yeah, I made knowing before. Knowing what yeah. I'm getting, we're we're literally making the same amount of money. Yeah, that's the trap. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's the, that's the. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Overtime. <laughs> nah, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But what you just said was what I was talking about earlier. At the very yeah. beginning, I said the middle of the pack people, mm-hmm. the nine to five, go home, eat, sleep. Yeah. A, a problem with a lot of people, and they call it the rat race. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. No, I'm learning about it right now. Yeah, so the rat race is just people saying, you know, people that are on a hamster wheel, and they keep doing the same thing all the time, mm-hmm. or, or rats, you know, whatever. Um, that's a huge problem with the middle class is like, okay, you get a little bit of an advance, and then boom, you throw it at something. The new Xbox, the new whatever, the new TV, yeah. the new, and it keeps you in that perpetual state yeah, it, it's hard for me it took me a minute because i was that was me when yeah. i was when i was in the army bonus hit what a bonus <laughs> <laughs> free money yeah <laughs> I'm, i i i immediately splurged yeah I, I, my, my bonus wasn't even that much i got like i don't know maybe six no i'm sorry i got like nine yeah and that was like because i had like um i don't even want to describe the situation this 9k like, or 900 nine 9k they gave me that Shoot, they give you a 9k bonus no i got a 6k bonus but because of like I had more benefits that they owed me, so it came out. I'm sorry. So I had more benefits that they owed me, so it came out as 9K. Can't get into details of it. I can, but I don't want to. Anyway, moving on. They don't want to. I got that. Look. Gone? My, look. And, but I was, but I was what, 19? Oh, man. You just handed me, me, you just handed a 19-year-old so, $9,000. So it was like, it was, <laughs> it was your, <clears throat> excuse me, it was your regular uh Salary, whatever, plus the nine k. They, they just tossed you one month. Damn, here, have it. yeah. If you give me nine k at nineteen, I'm either in jail. <laughs> I'm some. Uh, yeah. I'm somewhere. I, I I'm on a rooftop somewhere. I naturally got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sent my mom some. There you go. Yeah. You didn't blow the, it all. There you go. I mean, I did technically speak, but love mom, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, I really did. Um, but yeah, it took me a minute. It took me to like maybe I don't know. I would I would say from nineteen to like twenty one. Then, then like I started slowing down, but because I had to get. Oh, you held on to that nine k for two years? Oh hell no! Oh, I was like, I was like, I thought you blew <laughs> that it. That thing lasted. I'm like that nine k took. I lived off that nine k for nah, two years. It, it lasted for like I don't know, maybe it, it, a few months, maybe, maybe barely. It didn't last a few months. I, I don't think it did either. No, <laughs> you're trying to make it so sound better. <laughs> it lasted a few days. But I'd say I I slowed down once I hit twenty one. That's when that's when I stopped like going crazy. You started to mature a little bit with it. Yeah, because mindset. This is everybody's mindset. Has never had money before. I'm going to get it back. Yes, because I'm going to get paid again <laughs> next month. Yeah. So you you understand you understand how to not to overdo it. So you you spend enough to where you you know you know you're at your limit. Like if I spend another thing, <laughs> yeah. I'm in I'm I'm in a hole. Yeah. So you wait next paycheck splurge. All right, now I gotta wait again, <laughs> and then I can be happy again next month. But I, I eventually got out of that. Started learning, you know. I started investing and stuff like that. It took me a minute though. Definitely took me a minute. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, that's the huge problem with the middle of the pack. You're just spending it. It's in it, financial literacy. Literacy is like, I didn't need a class, 
I just I had to experience it. Yeah. I literally had to. If I didn't experience it the way your, I your bad habits you're saying you had yeah, to experience. I, I had to go through that to get to where I am now. Cause if I didn't, it would be like I don't know, I don't wanna say it's like I missed out on it, but I would I wouldn't be like I'm happy that I went through it. That's the best way I can say it. Yeah. Even though I don't have anything I spent all that money and I don't even have, <laughs> I don't Any, have anything from it. I don't have any of the stuff I purchased. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I purchased with that money. Where'd you go? I, I couldn't. Tell you couldn't even tell me. Well, oh, right. I mean, I did like I had a you know I had a, my own place. So I, like, yeah. I obviously went to like a bed couch. You know, building a home a little bit. But yeah, I really don't have. I don't even have any of that because I when I moved out, yeah. um, when I left the I moved back in with my mom, and uh, yeah, yeah, I ended up like breaking all that down. Then you know, just let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's our episode for today. We appreciate you watching the Born Broke podcast. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. What else we got? All of it. We, we wouldn't say all of it. We don't have, we don't have yeah. all of it. Just be on the lookout for the Spotify. next Spotify. Spotify, yeah, there yeah, she you're, is. You're, you're yeah. slipping. Yep. You're Spotify. Slipping <laughs> Be on the lookout for the next episodes. Yeah. Also, um, can we get some people to call in here? <laughs> we do have the we got this fancy system where yeah, we, we really hook up do. to the Bluetooth. You call us right into here, and then we can talk to you guys. So I mean, that's really a big thing we want to implement on the podcast is answering any questions. I mean, we're not mm -hmm. experts, but we definitely not experts. But we are damn close. I'm kidding. We are. We are just. We're not experts, but we're constantly researching and involved mm. in this space all the time. Yeah. So it's, you know, it just makes sense to have an open conversation. That's all it is. We're not trying to preach to anybody or teach anything. We're just trying to have an open conversation and maybe yeah. help in any way possible we can. And I think it would be great. Maybe we can learn something from you. Maybe you could teach us something. Maybe, you know, we could teach you something. So yeah. we appreciate it. Uh, tune into the next one. Thank you, Avi, for recording today. Yeah, appreciate you, big dog. And uh, Born Broke. Born Broke. Thank <laughs> you.